Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am the Deputy Stu Kaufman. And I know how to properly pay your bartender. I'm Amy McLeod. And I, too, look like a leather cowboy version of Uncle Jesse. My name is Melissa Huggins. <laughs> and tonight, we watched, from 1967, The War Wagon, directed by Burt Kennedy, starring John Wayne, Kirk Douglas, and Howard Keel in a role I'm sure he'd rather forget. It's a yeah. wagon full of slurs. Did they even use a lot of slurs? It was just stereotypes I, it is a all right a wagon full of stereotypes i also don't know if i actively don't know if this part that howard keel plays is worse than the part he plays in seven brides for seven brothers also bad <laughs> well we'll have to watch that one and compare i didn't think it could get lower but apparently it can I believe he needed money was why he took this role was like he had no other choice. I wrote down I saw him because I was like oh Howard Keel's in this movie and then (laughs) and then when he came on screen I just wrote Howard Keel no (laughs) no (laughs) Howard Keel why it's so obvious that he was wearing brown face it was terrible oh my god and a wig this is on IMDB Howard Keel took the part of Levi Walking Bear because he needed the money he was primarily known as a musical star, and no one had made any musicals for several years. Oh, so God. he's like, well, they'll oh, pay no. me. Shit. It, it was it, like <laughs> I was already uncomfortable. Like when I tell you, by the time he came on screen, I was already uncomfortable. And that happened. And I just went, oh, dear God, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I will say this. The only good thing you can say about his role is he did speak in like this the 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 terrible stereotype of stilted speech. That is the that is the one the one thing I will give him is yes he didn't yes. do like like voice. Indian voice you know mm-hmm. um, but when he said I learned to live in the white man's world I yelled at the TV screen because you are a white dude <laughs> I know and it was so funny. Like, in the bar scene, he comes up and he's like, oh, you're too good to drink with an Indian? And I added, like, because I'm not one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a white dude. I'm a a white guy. Oh, shit. Holy shit. It's so bad. Uh, Important notes. A a, a critic at the time uh, who was a teenager, uh, it was my dad, uh, said Hmm. at the time... That it was the dumbest fucking thing he'd ever seen was this movie. I concur. <laughs> Do you want to just let's get through the, let's get yes. through the plot and then we can tear it a new one. Why a thirteen year old father of mine would uh, say it was the dumbest fucking thing he'd ever seen? So, Amy, tell us what happened in this here wagon show. Well, we begin as most westerns do with panning shots of the scenery with some good western music. I was like, okay, here we go. Followed right into a jaunty tune. Like, I'm like, are we on a boat? Is this a sea shanty? What, what is this? I had to double check that I hadn't started watching Bad Man's River again. <laughs> I know, it gave me some serious Bad Man's River vibes, which I I have a soft spot for the music in Bad Man's River. Also, Bad Man's River was a good movie. Bad, bad, you. He's bad, bad, you. Yeah, yeah uh, Bad Man's River was great. 
This was this was something else. Uh, but for our plot, we start off with John Wayne, who plays a character named Taw Jackson. Um, Taw. T a w Taw. Taw Jackson's back in town. Uh, so if someone could tell me what that is short for, or did his is that his Christian name? Tony Jackson. That would I would most appreciate that. So, Taw gets out of prison. He was in prison for about three years. So, he's come back to his hometown. He wants to get his ranch back. And his ranch happens to be on top of a lot of gold. There's this man, Mr. Pierce, who three years prior had hired this gunman, Lomax, who's Kirk Douglas, to frame Taw and kill him so that Mr. Pierce could get his land and thus get the gold. So, Lomax did shoot Taw. And didn't kill him, but he did go to prison for three years. So now that he's back in town, Mr. Pierce wants Lomax. He kind of inquires again to be like, hey, uh, I'll give you 10 grand to kill John Wayne uh, so that he doesn't come trying to get his land back. You need to kill this guy because he's got a dumb name. He's got a dumb name and I'm (laughs) sick of hearing it. (laughs) Him and Frame Johnson. (laughs) Frame Johnson. That's right. John Wayne tends to have some odd names in some of these. Well, things. that was Ronald Reagan. Oh, that was Ronald Reagan. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, Taw wants to team up with Lomax so that he can steal his gold back, and he promises Lomax a hundred grand cut. Uh, and Lomax is just pretty much, he'll do whatever for the highest bidder. So he's like, hey, that's a heck of a lot more than 10K. Let's go. Our problem, however, is the titular war wagon. War wagon, what is it for? It's a big old iron stagecoach with a turret on it, and it's also protected by like 50 guys, which to me seemed like more of the obstacle. Right? I was like, the dudes like seem like more of a problem. But anyway, so now we got to have a getting the crew back together montage. Uh, so in, in addition to Taw Jackson and Lomax, we have Levi Walking Bear, who we've already talked about a little bit. He is our local Indian relations specialist. We have Billy Hyatt, who we found under a saloon, passed out, who is our explosives expert. And then we have Fletcher, who's real mean to his wife. He's our wheelman. You well, mean, and I say wife in quotations. Yeah, you mean his captive? The, the yeah. woman he, you know, has, yeah. has yeah. The, the object he owns? Yes, yes, yeah, we'll get into that. I thought, mm, anyway, so that's our crew. Uh, a bunch of unlikable fellows. <laughs> Except maybe Billy, I don't know. I'm eh, on Billy. We can talk about all of them later. But the plan is, Levi is going to go to um, this chief wild horse to get his braves to draw all the dudes away from the wagon. Then the wagon will go across a bridge, which... Billy will then blow up so that the guys cannot then follow across said bridge. Then uh, Lomax sets up a Home Alone style log to knock the driver off of the wagon, which I'm like, you could just shoot him, I guess. But we're going to do the complicated log trap. I'm here for it. Then they can take over the wagon, kill the dudes in it. Now they have all the gold. Great job. So all of this works pretty well until the very end. They're packing up the loot. They're hiding it in flour barrels because Fletcher, he runs cargo from here and there. And they figure no one's going to suspect the gold dust is at the bottom of these flour barrels. So they're hiding the the gold in there. Uh, Wild Horse returns 
with uh, his 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 dudes, which they got pretty badly massacred by a Gatling gun. So I kind of get like that they're pretty pissed. So they come to like take the gold because they're like, "Fuck you guys, <laughs> we're taking this gold." Um, and they get out of that jam because Billy tricks them into taking a bottle of quote unquote gin, which is actually nitroglycerin, because like, haha. Uh, you know, alcohol and Indians and all that, which was like, oh, boy. Um, which they then used to blow themselves up. <laughs> so, you know, then in the commotion, Fletcher gets shot, which I am here for. No one was sad. Like, <laughs> no, n- no, no one was sad. That, I applauded. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not a tear shed for Fletcher. But... Unfortunately, the wagon gets loose, the horses get spooked, and the, the barrels start falling off the wagon. So all of the gold is then kind of lost. However, Taw did kind of get the hint that Fletcher hid some bags of gold from the rest of the crew in the wagon. So he goes to the crashed wagon, finds like three or four bags of gold that had been stowed away by Fletcher, I mean, he's just an ass all the way around, this Fletcher. I'm like, why was he on this crew? Yeah. But, I mean, his stealing did help save some of the gold. So, Taw then lies to Lomax, tells him all the gold is gone. Lomax angrily takes Taw's horse as payment for all the trouble he's been through. Billy and... I don't even know if the wife got a name. Her name was Kate. I was about to say, right? It was Kate, yeah. But she's just an object, so she's just passed to the oh next man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just like, I guess she's just going off with Billy now. But Billy and Kate show up, and Taw gives them some of the cut to live off of for the next six months until they f- feel it's safe to divvy up the rest. Lomax finds out that there was some gold left, demands his cut. So then Taw is like, well, I'll give it to you in six months, so you better make sure I don't die. The end. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted more War Wagon. I was really hoping this was going to be like a Fury Road well, <laughs> type of a thing. I will say we did get the return of the weather pattern of cowboys. Oh, we yeah. did. I was very happy to see that. I was like, where's nobody? And... <laughs> this magnificent phenomenon across the yes. American West. Um, and this, it's beautiful. And this time it wasn't spicy salami. It was uh, spicy gin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was <laughs> real spicy, spicy syrup. Hot. High proof gin. High proof yeah. gin. Can we just? I want to start off with the title of this movie, the focus of it, and just how fucking stupid it was. The whole conceit of the movie was fucking dumb. Like uh, after they blew up the bridge with the cowboys on it, I was like, okay, all they have to do is like stop the horses, which is I figured what the log was going to do. All, and no, that's not what they went for. Also. Okay, let's just let's just break down this wagon. Okay, <laughs> break it down for us. Okay, this wagon. It first of all, it can fit three dudes comfortably. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. that means it's pretty big, right? Yeah, and that's just in the passenger section. It's also got room for like two dudes in the driver's seat. So that's five mm-hmm. adult human men. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you put an adult human man at what, like 200 pounds? So, yeah, like, what's yeah. that, a thousand pounds? I don't know. I have an sure. English degree. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, so you've already got a thousand pounds of dude. Plus, inside, they have decided that it's going to be plush inside. I'm fairly certain I saw some, like, some nice studded leather. Leather yeah. stuff, oh, yeah. right? 
you know? So that means you've got that added weight. So it's got to be like wood with that over it. And then the wood is therefore covered by steel plating, iron plating, excuse me, it's iron, right? The whole thing is covered in iron. And then, and then they have added a gun turret with a Gatling gun. Okay, how much do we think the original armor plating weighed? At, it's a battleship. At least another, <laughs> yeah. like, thousand pounds, at least, right? Yeah. And then yeah. how much does a Gatling gun weigh? A couple hundred pounds, right? I would think. Plus, then they have to add a little turret for the for said Gatling to gun. To protect the guy, yeah. I you know, I bet... I bet that Gatling gun didn't weigh anything because they never have had to reload it. So it was clearly magic. <laughs> but I haven't even gotten to the amount of gold that this stupid <laughs> thing is carrying. They A had, notably heavy metal. They had like four horses pulling this thing. I don't think those horses were going at full tilt the whole time. You cannot tell me they couldn't have even gone a mile at the full tilt that those horses were running without those horses dropping dead if they could even move the carriage right. two feet right those were regular horses those weren't like stuff those weren't like no. like like draft horses yeah also- and it's like they just had the one little safe in there that i was like all of that for, for that right like, just do the 50 guys also for the amount of money this guy is making and has sunk into this wagon why would he just not build a railroad spur <laughs> because guess guess what can haul all of that at speed for you know 40 or 50 miles I, spoiler alert it's a train <laughs> I, maybe i it's a little early for the coot watch but maybe maybe the dude was a coot did you see all those funky rocks on his desk? I was like, that is some coot vibes right <laughs> one there. Of, one of those is un- either that or he's trying to find the right rock that will help kill Superman. Looking <laughs> for that philosopher's well, stone or whatever. Well, the, the guy who played, what was it, Pierce? Is his name Pierce? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Frank yeah. Pierce? Mr. He was, Pierce. He was the same guy that played Surrett in uh, Dodge City. So, uh, I mean, he had a bad experience with trains then. You know, last time he was on one, it was on fire. So he's like, you know what? Yeah. Trains, not for me. <laughs> Trains are out. And also, like, like tr- if you were trying to rob this thing, just stopping it should be enough. As soon as you stop it, you just, like, roll, uh, as my dad pointed out, like, light some tumbleweeds on fire and just toss it underneath of that and just roll some logs on and wait them to come out. Like, the, yeah. the wheels alone, I think, were made of wood. I don't think yeah. those wheels were, like, re- they were just regular wheels. Yeah, Find like, a way to get it stuck in the sun. Like, <laughs> make a muddy path. But also the suspension on that thing. The weight yes. of it, like, it would hit one bump, one flipping bump at, like, a crawl, and it would just go, like, boom. And, and again, like, well, missed up. Like, what could do all this? A train. <laughs> well, well, look, look. Have you, I mean, think of it this way. It looked super cool. No, it didn't. Did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> no. I mean, look. after after it got cr- after the the driver compartment got crushed by a log, I'm like, this is stupid. No, it did yeah, not. Yeah, I was look like, cool. what the hell happened there? It looked so stupid. <laughs> well, look, it would have been a less cool movie if they'd have called it the the train, and then the gold just got safely to its the destination. War, the Amy, war Amy, train. Amy, 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 Amy. 
train robberies are a key part of the American mythos. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I just want the concept of this wagon to work. We could have had a movie called The War Train, you know? Yeah, an armored car. Also, you can have exciting uh, armored train movies. I raise you Snowpiercer. Uh, I have not seen Snowpiercer. I will also raise you uh, Dr. Zhivago, which also has an armored train. And that's pretty rad. There you go. Okay. And communists. Well, maybe I just haven't seen the right train movie. Also, our rad train fire that I just brought up in Dodge City. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The railroad car in Bad Man's River. Look, I think what it is, is I... I just really liked that song. Heavily guarded, what is that wagon? <laughs> it was it was absurd and delightful in how awful it was. I, so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we could have deleted the racism and the sexism to allow me to enjoy this movie. Then Look, maybe I would have been like, oh, this has big spaghetti energy. I love this. But no, no. They had to put gold coins down a woman's boobs, okay? Yeah. Which, let's move on to this movie's sins. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that barmaid. I mean, she seemed into it, but I'm like, I don't think any real women were consulted no. on no. this film. No. But we have a nice lady serving tequila. Uh, and Lomax is like, you know, he's like trying to be sweet on all the ladies in this movie, which is like, all right, whatever. But he ends up like dropping coins directly, coins directly in the cleavage to pay for the tequila. And he's like, that's for the tequila. And I was like, now I got to fish that out of my bra. Like this is not She was like, like she showed up and I went, oh, look, boobs. Yep. And, and Kirk Douglas is taking a peek down her shirt in the most obvious way possible with a look that says, <laughs> yeah, like, well, Kirk, my geez. dude. Him him in the, like, well, I was totally expecting in that scene because it's like they're trying to get him. They, they come across this, like, these these two Mexican men and this woman, and she's, like, she's got to be young. I was, like she's what like 16 to 20 she's a yeah. she's not very old and like how old was kirk douglas in this movie 49 was he he's like 49 i think yeah, yeah kirk yeah. douglas is well he's also immortal this is true he did die at the age of 103 so you have this like creepy old man vibes okay now between him and john wayne i will say he did look a lot better yeah he clearly had uh yeah. kept himself uh in shape <laughs> Well, John Wayne, he did have, before this film, he had one of his lungs removed. Jeez. Yeah, so no wonder he looked he like shit. He wasn't doing, so, this is one of one of his last movies. But Kirk Douglas, like, approaches her, and I'm half expecting that these two men with her, who seem to have some kind of, like, familial relationship with her, are gonna, like, jump in and be like, no, dude, leave my, like, daughter, sister, wife whatever niece, whatever. niece alone because she's a literal child like she is a teenager <laughs> and he's putting coins down her boobs and she's all excited about it and i'm like i young lady so it, this, <laughs> go to your room this this, <laughs> this movie was like a game in like what object are women today like Holy smokes. you had the two chinese women 
Like, <laughs> my God, I forgot about where, that. Where? I was like, is Kirk Douglas like a big weeaboo in this? Like, <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, so where they find Lom- where where uh, John Wayne's character finds Lomax is in this like Asian themed Chinese themed saloon. I forget even it what d- the name was. I have it. It's called the Oriental Palace, and it is the barest veneer oh. of Chinese decoration. And he's like accompanied or like served by these two ostensibly Chinese young women who John Wayne is like, I want to talk to you. And he's like, oh, well, we can talk. Um, and he's like, come on, girls. And he's like, what I have to say is private. Can't get more private. Neither one of them speaks a word of English. Well, they don't speak any English. And it was like, oh, are they going to be like spies or something? And they actually, no, no. See, a they, better movie would have done that. Right? <laughs> no, they literally did not speak any language. You never heard them speak at all. Oh, uh, they just titter. They tittered and they served him food and brought him clothes and like rubbed all over him. I, it's I deeply, <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. I was so upset. I was <laughs> like, so we have uh, women as, uh, you know, those kinds of fetish objects. Then we have a woman as a vending machine. Then we have poor Kate, who who is just... I don't, literally a potted plant. Literally like, a potted plant, yes. Like, whose windowsill do you want to live on and be abused by today, Kate? Like, do you want it to be Fletcher, who is incredibly violent towards you and who everyone lets? Like, when he, when Fletcher walked up and smacked the hot coffee out of Kate's hand. Sorry. Oh I'm, like, ranting. This, like, infuriated me. <laughs> no, this is great. And he, he like, slaps the coffee burning hot coffee out of her hand enough to burn it and like everybody gets all upset but they're like more upset that Fletcher's upset than the fact that this woman has third degree burns on her hand because her quote unquote husband who purchased her um with uh twenty dollars and a horse uh (laughs) uh has smacked hot coffee out of her hand like I was like and I got when I first saw her, I was like, okay, she's clearly, you know, she's clearly in a terrible situation. And I was like, what is she going to do? Ooh, this could be interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe she'll kill him, like, right before he's needed or something. Or I don't know. She literally does nothing. I was like, take her out of this movie. I don't need to see a woman being abused for no good reason. Yeah, no. It was basically like the end of, um,. Treasure of the Sierra Madre, where it's like, well, we want Billy to have somebody, so yeah. we'll add this lady for him to, I, I guess, uh, quote-unquote, rescue. He'll, he'll just go to her peach orchard and be like, yo, your husband's dead. I had nothing to do with that. What? Also, I'm handsome and have all this money. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I... I was so I was like, what what objects are women today? I was I was so oh and then the and then the like, um what was it uh, the dealer oh, the dealer yeah I thought the dealer would actually be she our one like, actual character no she was the character. best one I feel like she had the <sighs> most personality but again mm-hmm. like what did she do she Nothing. she she dealt out a few hands of poker and then went and slept with Kirk Douglas right it's like. It's like <laughs> It's like the writer said, oh, shit, that we have a, a, a female character with agency. Fuck. How can we mess this up? Yeah. And, and it was Anne McRae, who's like not a nobody. It would have been nice to have one lady who had something to do. <laughs> I mean, it was a total missed opportunity with uh, the, the card dealer and with uh, with Kate. 
you could have done something with those characters. And even the ladies and the, the, the Chinese ladies. I was like, that would have been great if it's like, oh, well, Lomax is an idiot. Of course they speak English and they go and tattle on their plan to somebody. Like, like yeah, like, do they secretly work for Pierce? Like, yeah, you could have had a million and one things, you know? Yeah, or it's like, oh, they, you know, they tell somebody at the hotel and they're like, oh, well, maybe we can sneak up on them and take the gold after they've gone and stolen it. You know, like, that would have been mm-hmm. They go back, feed funny. this intelligence to Pierce, and, and they're also like, you know, why don't you just get a train? And he, and he says, like, yeah, this is kind of dumb, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like, I won't do this now. Like, I'll take a different route. That's right. I forgot there's a thing called trains. Yeah, I'll go to the town that has a train and do that. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I was like, I just, I, I just cannot. I cannot with it any. Was... <laughs> yeah, so uh, it gets a big F minus on the female characters. Holy shit. <laughs> and even, like, the... Even the the male, I mean, obviously, like John Wayne and Kirk Douglas are our our main characters. I guess Lomax is more offensive just because he's the one objectifying the most. Like John Wayne's character is pretty inoffensive, though it is kind of like he doesn't. I feel like in other John Wayne movies, his character does kind of like stand up for people. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't be okay with like abusing your wife like he would have stood up for that i like it it felt like in this movie like he didn't care what any of these men around him did like the only one that sort of said anything like in the when in the coffee scene when kate gets her hand burned like the only one that says anything is billy like well i mean also he has an interest in her because he's similar to her age and you know he's like i'm cute you're pretty you know like clearly we belong together but, like, he is the only one that's like, this isn't right. This isn't okay. Like, and even him, but even him, he's like, when she tells him, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, my parents sold me for $20 on a horse. He's he's even like, oh, well, I, I think you're worth a lot more than that. Like, he was about to say something, <laughs> and then he said, uh, well, a lot more. And I was like, good save, buddy, because yeah. if you'd have said anything different. I, <laughs> no. I was like, I was this like, is not the time to flirt, my guy. No. Yeah, like this woman is expressing her trauma, um, and I'm also not going to get into the awful thing that hovers over this, in that she was sold to this man as his wife. Yeah, well, because she even says, because he's like, "Why did you marry him?" And she's like, "Well, I didn't." Like I, I, after we wrap up, I'm gonna go back and rewatch the scene where Fletcher gets shot because that's yeah the high and point of the movie. He's just an a hole. Like he yeah. steals shit mm-hmm. all the time. Like I was like, why is he in this? Like. They couldn't find anyone else with a fucking wagon. <laughs> like, like, I'm sure lots of people transport flour and bullshit. Like, literally anyone well, else. I also feel like in, even in, like, the spaghettis we watch, where, like, they're sons of bitches, they're, a character like Fletcher is usually taken care of by the lead, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, he will go in and in the end it's like, he will take care of this guy or he won't put up with this shit. Right. You know? And, and in this, it was like John Wayne's character was like, okay with all of it. Like I never even got the feeling like, okay, we've stolen everything. This is effective. Now I'm going to go and like, like, like double, like, like this is, if you're going to double cross somebody, Fletcher is the dude that you're going to double cross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And his character just felt so passive 
Like, he yeah. came up with the plan, but he, like, was just kind of like, okay, everybody do the thing, and I'm just... It's almost like they were like, well, we can get John Wayne, but we don't really have a good part. <laughs> like, none of the parts were very strong. Like, it was just like, it'll work because it's John Wayne, and he'll John Wayne it up. Right. And people will like that. And it was obvious he was tired. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Douglas came the closest to being truly entertaining, because he, I think he realized what kind of movie he was in, and just ate all the scenery. Yeah, he was really camping it up. Also, he had a, le- a leather shirt. He looked. Yeah, I was gonna say, was his shirt made of leather? Yes. So I, I definitely have a note that says Kirk Douglas, kink cowboy. Tell me he doesn't look like. Tell me you're not watching Full House, and tell me that they're not having like one of those weird episodes where like they go to a dude ranch for the day. Do not tell me Uncle Jesse would not show up with the yellow neckerchief and the oh, leather God. shirt that Kirk Douglas is wearing in this movie. The entire 100%. outfit. 100%. Like, as soon as I saw him with the hair and everything, I'm like, oh, it's Uncle Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how did he get in here? Yeah. What, get out of my movie, Uncle Jesse. Right. You take Kirk Douglas, just as he's dressed there, drop him in, like, a big Cadillac with no top, and he's cruising down the strip in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! He's looking yeah. for some fun. Yeah, he he, yeah. he he took a. He's like, oh, a cowboy. Uh, I know what a cowboy looks like, and all he's ever seen are Errol <laughs> Flynn movies. Like- yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. All the bright colors, all the br- all of them, every single one. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. And Howard Keel is like, I don't know why I'm here. I, I like I just I need to pay my mortgage. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, so shall we move on to the treatment of our oh uh, our God. the natives in this uh oh in this my movie? Cuz I one thing I want to bring up because I don't know if you got you guys caught this or not. I'm sure you did. But John Wayne was able to speak Spanish to the two Mexican gentlemen. <laughs> the 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 Indian chief Wild Horse was clearly speaking Spanish. I said to Ben, like, yeah, clearly, I right. said to ben, Spanish. I was like, Ben, are they speaking Spanish? He's like, wait, I don't know. And we're like listening to it. And I'm yeah. like, they're speaking Spanish. They right. were speaking Spanish, which A, probably not correct. I mean, like, tell me your feelings on this. Like, is it better that they're speaking Spanish rather than some kind of gibberish? Well, like, is that a step up? That is actually historically accurate. There were, I mean, like, okay. think about who was colonizing the West for the That's better true. part I mean, of the like, last 500 years. I, here's the thing, though. I, if they were actually trying to be true and historical and all of that, then which, like. Which they weren't. Yes. No, I think what it was, they were like, oh, we need to we need to have a foreign language. So they need to not be speaking English. Well, everybody kind of speaks Spanish. Let's just do Spanish. And he, yeah. and it was like weird. Like it was accented. It was like, it was like a kind weak, of heavily accented Spanish. So like, was it like them doing like, you know how they'll do like the fake stilted Indian language, uh, quote unquote, unquote. Yeah. Were they doing that? But Spanish? Hard to say. <laughs> I don't know enough about. Spanish dialects to to judge them on that, but I was just like, I didn't enjoy it like that inconsistency. Um, though I did enjoy that John Wayne spoke Spanish with the John Wayne accent. Yes. <laughs> Donde es el campo de Calita? It was like it was like competent enough. Right? Yeah, like you could understand him, but it was like he's still like 
<laughs> Yo, soy. Juan Way. It was it was Jim Bob Duggar speaking Spanish. Exactly. Is what it was. <laughs> yes. Don't speak yes. his name on this podcast. Okay, have you ever seen the episodes where they are like on a mission? Yeah. I have not, but am I going to look him up? Probably. It's it's so yeah. bad. The thing about this movie when it came to like <laughs> the misogyny and the racism is like you you know how you know often we've watched a movie from this time period. And we've been yeah. pleasantly surprised when, like, there's sympathy towards a minority or, you know, uh, like, we watch a movie from, like, the um, the 1920s or and we're like, that's a pretty strong female character. That's that's refreshing. Pretty, yeah, it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. So all our expectations that we put of what we're going to get out of minorities and women in those movies has just been dropped into this movie. Yeah, Everything... yeah, like, this is the lowest of the low. Like, especially the farther back in time you go, our bar gets lower just because it's, like, you know, progressive for, you know, 1930 is very different to progressive for... 1970. 1970. Uh, what's this one, 67? Yeah. I'm like, Which... I think they dip back and then, like, if this was from 1930, I'd be like, I still am not a fan, but I I guess I understand it a little right. better. <laughs> I, I argue that this is worse than Telegraph Trail. Like, Telegraph oh Trail was bad. I think this is worse. Yeah, I, it's just because it's like they really doubled down on the the stereotype with the alcohol, which is just yeah. ugly. And on like, okay, that makes me uncomfortable. The way that they, and I think we've seen this before in, I think, the White Buffalo where I was just like, oh, well, the Indians just need to do, like, what the white people do, and then they'll be fine. And I was like, that's kind of not that's kind <laughs> appropriate of... either. I mean... Yeah, you're kind of missing ugh. the point there, my. <laughs> yeah, man. it's like, okay, they were here first. They should be allowed to live the way they want to live. They shouldn't have to conform to the people who have and, and it was, invaded. And it was this weird, like, because what was happening was that they were being... It was they were having to leave. So, like, the women and children were leaving, and, like, the men and warriors, quote-unquote, were staying behind to fight, right? So you also have this sense of, like, no one cares that, like, like they're in the same predicament that John Wayne is in. They're losing their land. They're losing their home. They want to fight to get it back. Why is John Wayne the hero and these people, like, dirty, rotten scum because they're betraying him? By doing the exact same thing. When, like, you're not right. even... Go- and you know the Gatling gun is there. You're not even going to go, like, mm, you know Born what? Um, there's a Gatling gun, so, like, maybe we need to adjust our plan so right. that y'all don't just die. Get you know? massacred. Like, yeah. And I think a better movie could have made a, a, a good parallel and had some sort of, like, double story there. of Because it was Pierce who was forcing them off their land, too. And mm-hmm. it's like you could have had a more interesting story instead of it being like a joke. <laughs> yeah. But it, that was the most unnecessary part is like seeing their, their demise, like at the hands of the Gatling gun. I was just like, this whole attack isn't even necessary. Like it, it accomplishes yeah. nothing. Yeah, it really didn't. Cause like they, they did a feint in the beginning to draw the guys away. So the thing could get off the bridge and then they go and attack it. Which I'm like, how'd they get across the bridge so fast? Anyway, but it was just like, it was totally unnecessary. Totally. And yeah, yeah, it was just like. What would have made sense? Again, it just, 
I think what's it's like you got this racism, you got the sexism, but it's lazy. Like they go back to that because they can't make a better story with what they've got. And I'm like, come on, you have this rolling ridiculous tank on wheels, like work with it. What would have made more sense is like, you know, like the, the guys who get the, the, the 30 guys who are ostensibly the guards for this rolling uh, MacGuffin. Uh, like oh we'll get the we'll go at the we'll go the crossing three miles up. You have this whole legion of Native American warriors who are just pissed, pissed at white mm-hmm. dudes. Why are you why are you not sending them towards that as opposed to this this hideous plot device which should be a train. Yeah, that made no sense either, because it was like, oh, okay, if they're going to go... Yeah, it's like, then they can harass them the whole way over there. Yeah. Pick them off. mm -hmm. But no, it's like, no, we're just going to let them get massacred. So I was kind of glad at the end when it was like, oh, they're going to, like, all the barrels fell off and and all these women and children are collecting up the flour. I was like, oh, they're going to get the gold dust. Exactly. But then they made it seem like they were too dumb to know what gold dust is. Mm -hmm. Which was also like, they're going to know that gold dust is not flour like right if anyone has ever seen gold dust it does not look like flour it looks like if anything it's gonna look like sand if it's uh, that looked like gold flakes almost In, which I, I don't know how they got those i'm but fairly like, certain that was just barrels of glitter <laughs> yeah yeah it was just glitter they're gonna know that glitter is not flour they're not gonna put mm. that into their bread like there. Well, what we needed to have happen is like because like i said kirk douglas knew what movies and he looks directly in the camera and just says that's what i call enriched flour end movie it was it was like i i actively checked out in the last like half i was like i can't even enjoy this movie has made it so i cannot enjoy this like final chase and gunfight like i that's a crime i'm so mad it was so fun i i actually thought I personally felt like, oh, the movie should have ended when they tried to steal the nitro. <laughs> which, which, okay, please tell me, all right, anybody who knows anything about explosives, why decant the nitroglycerin into other bottles? Right? Why are we doing this? Like, I, I, Well, I, I'll tell I, you I, why, because they had to have it in a gin bottle at the end of the movie. Oh. Does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. They were clear unlabeled bottles. Yeah. And like, I, I had, I had in my, I, I had the my end of the movie, which is before they add the turret to the to the wagon. I just had like, you know, like Kirk Douglas hands it to the other guy, and then you just hear, oh, and then the whole building explodes. <laughs> end of movie. Roll credits. <laughs> now, oh shit. Does it always smoke like that? Yeah. Cut to Boom. exterior. Boom. <laughs> um, as a as a non sequitur, did you also see Bruce Dern? I did not. I kept looking I, for I him. Knew I knew he was in this up. movie. Which one was Bruce he Dern? He was one of the. I believe he was one of the two dudes that that goes to tell Lomax. Oh yeah. That would, I am. I am increasingly enjoying that we keep seeing Bruce Dern in these like. <laughs> Like dumb sidekick. (laughs) Yeah. Let's watch every Bruce Dern Western. Oh my god. (laughs) West Dern. (laughs) Oh, go to jail. (laughs) 
I love it. Well, now that we've talked about all the terribleness, do we want to talk about anything that we liked? I have a couple things. Um, just that this 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 night, late sixties TV Adam West Batman feel to it that it apparently you... John Wayne was not keyed into at all. Don't you dare insult Adam West <laughs> Batman. How dare you? <laughs> I I I don't mean to compare them. One is clearly better. One does not, and the one that is better does not uh, have have uh, John Wayne in it. Uh. Oh, um, I did like when how they introduced Billy Hyatt, where yes. like yes. John Wayne walks up. You seen a fellow, or no, not John Wayne. Uh, Kirk Douglas walks Kirk up. Douglas. Yeah. Have you seen a fellow around here named Billy Hyatt? Yeah. Where? Yeah. <laughs> He's just under the soil. Two feet sticking out. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the increasingly complicated ways that Kirk Douglas mounted a horse. <laughs> yes. I, there was one where I was like, no scooch needed, but probably a trampoline. But if you mm-hmm. notice, if you notice, every time he would hop on the horse, and even John Wayne, they did it from a height. If they were so hopping over the back. Feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I scooched it better. My, my last, my last note was, and then Lomax faults a horse unsuccessfully. Like he just like <laughs> leaps over that. it inexplicably. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't tell if that was just because he was so mad, or if because John Wayne took his horse. It was hard to tell. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I will say this did have one sweet bar fight. It did have a good bar fight. The bar fight was great. I loved the guy at the beginning who just said, fight, and then was promptly thrown out of a window. Yeah. Like, yes, That's me. That's me in the movie. Fight! I'm the fight guy. I liked that fight. the guy continued to try to play the piano until he <laughs> and the piano were both yeeted out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was, to me, that bar fight should have been the energy of this whole movie yes right and they just weren't able to capture that it was like not everybody was uh playing from the same sheet music like if i if i was remaking this film i would have every female character point out the obvious like this is a really stupid way to transport really expensive things and then the men just ignore them and, yeah like, the women are just okay like, <laughs> you're sure bud and they, they end up with the gold at the end yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> better movie with with the bar fight i wrote down kirk douglas's errol flinning his way through this movie because it would be like the punches would be thrown and then like a second later you'd hear <laughs> yeah. and he did the whole uh chandelier yeah the yep. chandelier swing mm-hmm. uh, i loved it all the punching and then there was also a great john wayne just shouting oh no Oh no! <laughs> right? What was that? I have oh no! Idea. no. And I gotta tell you, I was so confused by that scene because John Wayne goes into the saloon because he wants to get Kirk Douglas's attention because they need like they were supposed to meet up in the morning, but he needs him at night to steal mm-hmm. the uh, nitroglycerin. nitroglycerin. And so he goes into the saloon and kind of waves him over, and then they have this like little like kind of back and forth of like oh let me buy you a drink no i buy my own drink like they're like squaring up yeah and i thought i was like is this all planned because then they you know then you get levi coming in and like 
being obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> um, being a racist caricature, and starting a fist fight. And I was like, was this all like a diversion so that? Yeah. Because like Lomax through this is also stringing Pierce along, being like, yeah, I'm gonna kill him. Which Pierce is an idiot because like you oh, can yeah. clearly see that Lomax is in league with him. Yeah, he's he's dumb. He's a dumb piece of shit. Uh, but I was like, was that whole thing? staged but then like at the end it didn't seem like it was because like lomax then goes to john wayne and, or taw and is like for a minute back there at the saloon i thought you're ready to draw on me for a minute back there i was yeah what are you guys Why talking about that what are you doing? don't you know this is how men flirt yeah <laughs> now kiss you know look they're all wearing those tight pants Leather you got shirts. Kirk Douglas in that leather shirt. He's either wearing no shirt or a leather shirt. He's yeah. just got to feel skin on his skin. That's just how he lives. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really gross. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. Also, did you hear John Wayne towards the end go, wah, like that? And and Ben goes, Ben goes, didn't realize Waluigi was in this movie. Waluigi. Wah. I want to pr- better illustrate where John Wayne does sit, where he says, oh, no, because that all is another moment where I laughed oh, that out was great. loud. That was he, great. He says that as if he just caught a football because then he gets immediately tackled by like three guys. <laughs> it's great. John it's Wayne just has, he just has to get it over into the end zone. He goes, oh, no, and he gets tackled at like the five. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Oh. Touchdown. But let me tell you another, a fun fact, because we just talked about how Kirk Douglas is shirtless half the time. <laughs> so the scene where John Wayne goes to talk to Kirk Douglas with um, the dealer lady calling right. him precious. Is he oh, nude? <laughs> uh, in the original cut, yes, he was nude, and you got to see his ass. He's <laughs> just wearing a gun belt. He's dong out. You know what? So I was like, Kirk he's Douglas, to, am I right? He's, he, he's ready to fire, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. So so why did they cut that? Like, I would like to uh, see that. That would have maybe made me laugh and made me enjoy this movie a smidge. Just any amount. Right. <laughs> we could have had an objectified man, which would have been nice. Again, the writers were just like, we can't have that. We can't give the women any fun. Mm-mm, this right. is about man stuff. So the original release cut of the film, you got to see Kirk Douglas's butt. Oh, and in other versions, they cut that scene just before you. Because remember, he he's walking back to I guess his bedroom. They cut right before you would have seen his ass. I, I I figured that's where they were gonna go. No 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 Douglas for us. You're messing up my Google history because I am Google searching as we speak. Kirk Douglas butt war wagon. Let's see what we get. <laughs> no butts. That's disappointing. I'm gonna no have to do about a, it. more of a search. You're gonna find that ass. <laughs> that ass. Uh, just poor like Howard Keel. Like <laughs> I like I don't like he 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 tends to play these like over the top. Like he's known for being Petruchio, the Petruchio character in like Kiss Me Kate. You know, he's the lead in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, like, two, like, like, big, bombastic, you know, very masculine. Like, he also was, um, 
he's Frank Butler and Annie Get Your Gun. Like he's Wild Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane. Like he's these, he plays these like very like big manly, manly, manly men. And in this movie, it was like some of that energy was there, but it was, it was, it was so weird. It was so weird. Like you almost got the feeling that he was like, I want to rip this wig, this mop that they have put on my head. This racist yeah. yes. mop on my head and yeah. like throw it away. You see this in my head every time he's like, I don't want to say this shit. Someone like pulls out his mortgage bill. Like, <laughs> you, you really want to say that? Either that or like, you know, he walked on a set, read the script and like, like, no, I'm not talking that way. That's stupid. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm, I was really glad they didn't do that because I was like, I don't think I could have done that for an entire yeah, so, movie. So, oh, yes. Kimosabi bullshit. No, thank God. <sighs> Polish this turd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, one good thing I did enjoy is, uh, was it when Bruce Dern, as he's now been identified to me, uh, the other guy go to you know, see Lomax. There's an ambient dog, which I don't think was expected because it just starts barking at the two guys. I was like, oh, cool. I did. I did enjoy when the movie opened the ambient cows. Boo. There were ambient cows a couple times, ambient pigs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some pigs. And uh, that 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 slapping theme music, my God! Oh my God, oh my God. that's ringtone material, my my friends. Well, and do you think they told John Wayne something different? Like, <laughs> like, do you think? Feel like. Do you think when they were like, okay, listen, this is a serious western, and like they all they would do every time they would show him it would just play the first like minute when it's mm-hmm. that real serious western music, and then allow yeah. the theme song to come in? Because also, like when they introduce the war wagon again. It has this like weird fanfare where it yeah. sort of is like a mix between like serious, serious Western music and the yeah. wagon song. It, like it's very jarring and I'm like, is this because they couldn't let John Wayne know that this was silly? Look at those horses. Which I I which come on. John Wayne can do silly. He was in McClintock. Yeah, yeah. So John Wayne doesn't like this movie. Or didn't like this movie. <laughs> he didn't think it was very good. No. Well, he would be correct. I think whatever agent got him into the Genghis Khan movie got him into this. How about some? How about some segments? Are we ready for well, that? Well, I can give you some uh, a little bit of trivia for the war wagon itself. Oh, please! Sure. Oh God, help us! <laughs> so, it was built mostly of plywood. And no it kidding. was painted no. to look like iron. No. I know, right? No kidding. They didn't actually. This was not made of iron. Shh, I'm floored. I'm flabbergasted. But it was in the the boneyard at the Universal Studios back lot, at least until the 1980s. You could go look at it. Throw rocks at it. Yep, yep. So they had to do a lot of uh, sound effects and you know a lot of acting to make things look heavy. You mean the four horses yeah. pulling it like it was just a regular wagon weren't enough? <laughs> Someone how didn't the, tell the horses. How when the, uh, the, the the driving compartment was hit by a log, it crumpled like a house of cards? <laughs> I know. I was like, is it made of aluminum? <laughs> they didn't tell us what it was made of. Just this that it br- was This brand metal. new. Listen. I've been assured by the by the salespeople that this new this new uh, metal aluminum can withstand any bullet, and they it's just super light. S- <laughs> slap the side of that thing! Like, what do I gotta do to get you to take this war wagon home today? Hundred percent strong aluminum. I mm-hmm. mean, iron. What did you say? What, what, what did, did you, you want? want? 
Fuck it. Which model are you purchasing? Whatever. Take it. You want to start with some face? He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. <laughs> I see all a bunch of slow nods being like, God, can we just, can we just stop I, it here? I'll start us off. I I have hard to – this is what I have under my – because I, I have my notes, like, organized so I can fill things in as I watch the movie. On her face, I say, hard to say. (laughs) I gave it to Kirk Douglas because he had a lot of good kind of manic faces. But nothing really stood out. I mean, John Wayne pretty much has the same face the whole movie. Yeah. Pains. So no good John Wayne face. John Wayne pain face. Yeah, yeah. I gave it to John Wayne because he had a good look like early in the movie before like we knew what we were getting into. I laughed at the opening music. We see him like ride in. He gives the classic John Wayne face, and then the movie t- quickly takes a turn. Um, if I had to pick one, which I I also, like, couldn't... I was so disgusted. Um, but it was the end, with Kirk Douglas falling on his face. That's that was one. mine. <laughs> Vaults I rollers. almost picked that one, actually. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. That it should have... Was... That, that... That face should have been followed by, like, you know, like the Looney Tunes, like, wah, wah, wah. Seriously? <laughs> like, I think this movie tried to have Bugs Bunny bullshit, but failed. Yeah. They couldn't get yeah. James Garner, so they had to get John Wayne. Yep. Well, and it's like, John Wayne can do silly. It's just yeah. like, it was like he was acting on a green screen around no one else. Yes. And they just plugged him in. Like, and they're like, play it straight, John. Play it straight. And he's John- like... All right. <laughs> yeah, John read the read the script. He's like, "Oh no! What the fuck is this?" Yeah. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Imagine he came on a set one day and saw the war wagon and was like, "What the fuck is this?" What the fuck is that? So he's We're gonna like, do I thought, what? I thought that was the oven for craft services. <laughs> right? Like, I you know, some new <laughs> Sears came out with some new weird oven. Oh sweet, the pizza oven. That'll be nice to have. Wait, no, what? Yeah. That's a pe- That's a set piece. What the fuck? <laughs> For what? <laughs> they told him this movie was named Taw, and didn't he didn't find yeah. out it was the War Wagon until later, <laughs> right? Because he's like, oh, that must be for some kind of like World War One movie, like that's some kind of broken down tank, like yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is that for my next movie? Like, what? Do you know what's really exactly. funny? We used to jokingly call. So my pop up had uh, uh, the same one I've talked about before, who was in World War Two and yada yada. Um, he had a wood paneled uh, station wagon that had red leather interior. That was oh, the yeah. car he had when I was when I was a little kid, um, and we always called it the war wagon. War wagon. I wonder if there was a connection. Uh, I will a... have to ask my mother. <laughs> yeah, maybe your grandfather also hated this movie. <laughs> He's an American hero. He hates this movie. <laughs> And there's like he survived the war and the war wagon. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I don't like see women as objects. <laughs> Bar solo. I have stuff on costumes, but it's like nothing. <laughs> Lay nothing it on good. us. What you... Yes, please. <laughs> Break it down for us. So, like, I look. I. I, I was looking in and like the n- no big deal designers with this. It's, you know, other people who've also done like it was a lot of B Western. 
and bee like I think the other person the person who designed this had also done like a bee space movie as well and I think you can kind of tell because oh, like yeah. with everything else it was lazy um like lazy it was like a 1950s standard like even though we're yeah. in the late 60s it was like I was like it's weirdly like Dodge City knockoffs like John Wayne didn't know what movie he was in. The costumes didn't know what movie they were in. Are we mm-hmm. in, like, 1950s spectacle, Dodge City bright colors, like, bright yellow handkerchief? Or are we in, like, serious? Because, like, I think John Wayne wore his... I think he wore his uniform. Pink shirt, vest, or blue shirt, vest. Yeah. With yeah. either blue handkerchief or yellow handkerchief. Like, look, if you just Google John Wayne cowboy outfit... One of those combinations will turn up for him, and it, you mm-hmm. can yeah. pick the movie that that's in. Yeah, it's like Lee Van Cleef. He shows up with that, that coat. Yeah, a duster thing, you know? and a hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, like, John's like, Western, I got you. <laughs> but, like, and we, we've already talked about, I like I put here, discuss Kirk Douglas. Like, <laughs> he was the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy! That guy was into some kinky shit. Let's like, be honest. <laughs> he was the most interestingly dressed of anyone. You know, like it, it was like the, just him walking on with that yellow like string neckerchief. I was like, "What is that? What is that?" <laughs> what is, I saw the leather shirt and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> That can't be comfortable. Like a leather shirt in the sun. It doesn't br- like. You may as well wear a plastic you'd be bag. So stinky. Yeah. Like I can't. Like okay, sir, you like to sleep with women. There's no way you're getting those pants off fast enough to sleep right. with it. Like it's gonna take you an hour to get those pants. Is off. Is he gonna be like a Clint Eastwood, <laughs> fully clothed in the top? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. By the time you get those pants off, she's gonna be asleep. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why all the women liked him. They weren't threatened by him because they knew he wouldn't be able to get his pants off fast enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, this is this is no risk, no risk. <laughs> we'll steal his wallet, and he'll be too embarrassed to tell anyone. Exactly. Right? He'll tell everybody. Be like, yeah, they loved it. I I know what sex is. Yeah, Sh- sure. I've bud. seen a boob before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at me in my leather shirt. <laughs> Also, oh. he had the one leather glove with a ring on it, which oh, never yeah. came up again. Oh, and I right. thought that was going to be a it thing. looked like it looked like a high school graduation ring. I know. <laughs> well, it was also like I sleep with this ring under my pillow every night. Like, like what? Uh, yeah, Are I you feel the like princess got... and the pea. Like, what was is this? this? A, was this another instance where they had more script, but someone like tripped and fell, lost a bunch of pages, and then like some intern like panicked and just wrote filled in the blanks or did kirk douglas just decide that he was going to improv and give this ring and one glove a backstory because he lost his other glove oh i I gotta explain it like i have to have a reason so here it is and i'm kirk douglas i'm fucking spartacus and can do whatever the hell i want yeah what are you gonna do tell me no Fair enough, Kirk. You got us there. I mean, that's kind of what he did at the Oscars a few years ago when he just, like, when everyone was, like, panicking with him on stage. He's so old. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm Kirk Douglas. This man met Abraham Lincoln. How is he still standing? I'm 103 years old. You carted me out here. You didn't know what you were going to get. I don't know where I am. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. This poor man. This is what you get when you wheel me out on stage. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say some shit. This is what happens when you put me in a movie and give me only one glove and a giant high school ring. I'm just gonna... <laughs> but again, also... So many threads. Like, wearing that outfit and acting like that, I will say you are correct, Stu. He knew exactly what movie he was in. Oh, yeah. He was... Yeah. Yeah, the scenery was destroyed because he chewed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, and I, I like that. He jumped, he flipped, and John Wayne just looked like tired and confused and ready. Yeah, to it was get just it like with. he was. Yes, it felt his performance just felt like he was just trying to get through this thing. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give his character anything interesting to do. They barely gave Lomax anything interesting to do. Yeah. Uh, one uh, one more terrible thing we can say about this movie is it may have led to the election of Ronald Reagan, because according to trivia from IMDb, just more shit we can pile on to this movie, is, <clears throat> and I quote, During the production, Kirk Douglas was late to the set because he was shooting a commercial endorsement for Democratic Governor of California, Edmund G. Brown. John Wayne was furious and was late to work the next day because he was shooting a commercial for Ronald Reagan. Who would go on to win that election? War wagon, more like war crime. Uh. <laughs> That's right, everybody. This movie led to death squads in Central America. Oh my god. Don't put it all that on this movie. <laughs> Is this the focal point of history? The war wagon? Long story short, I hated the costumes. They weren't great. <laughs> they were terrible. They were awful. But it did give us Kirk Douglas in a leather shirt, so it takes the good with the bad. <laughs> like this, this movie giveth and it taketh a lot away. I was like, I was like, I think you what is it? The one, the one good female character, Lola. She's just like in like a regular dress from nineteen sixty seven. And I'm like, what do you got? What do you got? Okay, that sure, fine. You only see her for like three minutes, so right, yeah. Just have her show up in whatever. Lola she's wearing was that just day. mostly boobs, so that he would have a coin slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's how Lomax navigates the world. Christ Everything is a vending sale. machine. God. Does he uh, have that? Isn't there like a condition where you like don't know what objects are? <laughs> Maybe he's just confused. He's got, he's got tit blindness. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what is this slot here? Oh, let me put a, me put a dollar in there and see what comes out. That must out. be where I'm supposed to pay for the tequila. <laughs> Why else would they give them those? Yeah, I don't understand. It's like, Lomax, you got to stop doing this. It's embarrassing. How about we talk about the postcard? Sure. We opened up with some strong imagery of the American West. Uh, I think my favorite postcard was um, we get a moment right before the bridge explosion. The cowboy weather system takes a turn to the right across uh, to, or, you know, to the left across the screen and there's the hills and the mountains and it's it's pretty and you're like hey, you know, slap a stamp on that send it to your mom be like, hi! Greetings from Wyoming. Having a great time. Look at this wagon. Look at this weird <laughs> wagon. Look at this wagon. What is that wagon? <laughs> this oven on wheels. <laughs> it's this oven on wheels. Yes, the most uncomfortable way to travel from A to B. I keep thinking about the song and it just makes me laugh every time. I'm like, why couldn't the whole movie just been like that song? Oh, it would have been amazing. Look at what, that wagon. What does it drink? <laughs> what, what, what would have been better is if they had they had done a parody of the Wells Fargo wagon song from uh, uh, Music, Music Man. Man 
and had Howard Keel sing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, the war wagon is a <laughs> coming down the street. It's gonna blow a hole in, in me. Or rather, what happens is Lomax drops the the uh, the nitro, and then a sabata just starts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then you just hear the the Sabata music from the first one, and I would be I would be like, yeah. Hey, Sabata, I do so. Oh, Sabata thought. Can't wait for you. Just coming up. Maybe we should do musical march and do some musical westerns. Oh march. my god, please. We could do uh the Howard Keels. They would we could do yeah. one. Maybe not Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, because I hate that movie. Um <laughs> uh, we, Is it a Western? Do we have to it watch is a Western. It? it is a Western. It involves kidnapping. <laughs> of women. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> exactly oh boy this has aged like fine milk yeah in the sun yeah i think calamity jane though has um doris day in it okay oh yeah who doesn't love doris day i think anyway um my postcard was the end <laughs> Nice. Or it said the end. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh boy, it's over. Um. <laughs> Mine was in the very beginning, and it was just a picture of the caravan with the war wagon just before the jaunty tune sets in. When, right before it reveals the uh, how this whole thing is just going to be just a discordant mess. If, if I had to pick a real one, it was right after they rescued uh, Howard Keel. And they committed arson and probably did not have a controlled burn and maybe burned part of Utah or New Mexico or wherever the hell they were. Um. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's hit the archives. Are there any news articles from, like, say, late (laughs) 1966 about wildfires or wherever this was made? Um, But them riding into the foreground with that little fire in the background and the maces or whatever those are. Um, mm-hmm. that it, it was pretty, if you like environmental destruction, um, <laughs> I did think like in the very beginning when it still had the serious Western music, I was like, we're getting a little gratuitous with shots of these rock formations. So yeah. I was like, okay, I like, I get it. They're pretty. Are you trying to pad time? Or are you trying to tell me like, this is all you got? The, the cinematographer watched what this movie was. And went, I gotta give them something. I gotta right. give them something to enjoy. Yeah, we got these, like, they, they picked a place with lots of pretty rocks. We're gonna, we're gonna film the shit out of these rocks. <laughs> but there was a cool shot with the wagon actually went over the camera that I thought was pretty cool. How about a saloon? <laughs> we have two saloons and one encampment by the river the river encampment it's where i'm gonna be i would go to the encampment and i would ask lola i would like are you okay right <laughs> what do you need or is or yeah. was she was she lola or was she she's rosita was she I rosita think. sorry rosita excuse me i mean like rosita what do you need <laughs> yeah like yeah. do you want to do a shot of tequila i'd like to do a shot of tequila yeah. I got some fresh limes here. Let's 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 talk about it. Like, you're all right. <laughs> oh boy, 
but that just looked pleasant. It was by the river. These men are clearly fishing. Or they you're doing Lovely. a little trade there and they're got tequila. I'll be like, okay, get me a hammock, get me a get me an Adirondack chair. We'll make an afternoon of it. And she had like there's like a pot, there's something over a little fire. So I was like, got some food. Um the Oriental Palace. Which the Chinese food looked good. Yeah, it did. I'm sure that was good. Kirk Douglas showed competence with chopsticks, which is something I have yet to master. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's the barest veneer of making it look quote unquote Chinese or Oriental. It's you got a couple of paper lanterns and like a bead door and bright red. Like apparently that was a thing back in the fifties and sixties. Like bright crimson red meant Chinese restaurant. Sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so there you have it. And then. Uh, you had probably the traditional where the location of our uh, excellent bar fight, the Bronco Saloon, which had gambling and lots of glass to break, which I thought was funny. Yeah, like the roulette wheel or whatever. I don't know what yeah. that some kind of gambling wheel thing S- stained glass, which I was like, that thing would have cost a freaking fortune. Right. And, like, why do you have it in a bar with cowboys? Like, you know they're going to be like, ha, I'm going to break that shit. Like, yeah, someone's going to shoot at it. Also, wouldn't that, like, not turn correctly? I, I feel like it would be hard to turn. Yeah. Or it would take a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Like, like looked... usually you want those, like, out of something lightweight. Yeah. Right. Who are we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let me put this delicate glass wheel in a place filled with drunk heavily armed men mm-hmm. do you know that that's what this mo- this movie is in a parallel universe that's what it is <laughs> where heavy things aren't heavy that's why the horses were able to pull the giant it's, wagon made of it iron. was filmed on the moon of and, course and making like, sense now. and like the women weren't really women they were robots hence why you had to put the money in the boobs it this all is makes like a sense early now. Westworld. Yes, it's Westworld, it's Westworld, of course. And like John is John Wayne was there with like his buddies, and he's the one who's like not into it. Like, right, Kirk Douglas is way too into it, and yeah. John Wayne is just like, like I, I just I'm, like you. You wanted to come here for your birthday, and I want to support you, but I'm like not feeling like it. like <laughs> what it is is it like a bunch of guys and their idiot nephew who wanted to like it was like Kirk Douglas's like fiftieth birthday. And Kirk Douglas mm-hmm. is like, listen, guys, I really want to do this thing. And he's all into it. He's in all the leather. John Wayne's like, okay, I'm just going to make sure nobody, like, kills themselves. Right, and then, right. like, all the only part they had left was the Native American. So then, and Howard Keel is like, I, God damn I, I don't want to do this. You do this to me all the time, guys. Like, right. <laughs> Like, why didn't you tell me, like, these were the only options? I would have come up with an excuse not to go. (laughs) I really don't want to do this, please. (laughs) Fine. I fixed it. I solved it. I figured out what was wrong. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. And then you could make it like the movie Westworld and then have them be hunted by a robotic Yul Brenner. And that would just... (laughs) Would be amazing. So, Like, he comes out of the back of the war wagon. Now you got a real threat. (laughs) Oh, I miss robotic you'll bring baking alive in our high tech control room without like it this place that in which was the dumbest way they could die. It was like they died because the air conditioning stopped working. And the doors all locked for the control room on the outside for some fucking reason. 
Oh, God. Yeah, everyone go back and watch Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, kids. Watch the first three minutes of this movie. Stop and then watch Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Or Stagecoach or where well, there's plenty of great movies that we've seen. You can skip this one. Just watch the beginning and listen to the song and then you're good to go. <laughs> Fast forward to the part where they put a turret on this fucking thing and then be like, oh, yeah, that's neat. Anyway. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> anyway. Let me watch Blood Rain 2. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. God. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Um, we still got to talk about the coots. Yes, yeah. that I, was about to, I was just about to say, let's talk about the coots. Is Billy Hyatt a coot? After all, he's not a bad old coot. I think he's well on his way. Yes. What do you think, Amy? I said he is well on the path to cootdom. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a full-fledged coot, but, I mean, he's a drunkard. He, had a he s- deals with explosives. He lives under a saloon. He lives mm-hmm. under a saloon. I was like, maybe Kate will straighten him out. Who knows? But, like, he is, like, walking down that path. Well, no, he's he's riding back to his home, and she's going to be like, this is where you fucking live? Yeah. Like, I'm leaving you. Like... <laughs> like I just needed a ride to civilization. I'm going to go, like, work somewhere. Well, make my... Yeah. The reason he's not afraid of her is because she's not a person. She's she's an she's, object. She's oh a robot. God. She's basically a mannequin. Which, right. Hence as why we know, he's not afraid. Coots love mannequins. Yeah. They do. Inanimate objects. Now, I had Fletcher as a mean old coot. After all, he's a bad old coot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't like women. No. Not even a little bit. He likes yeah. no one. He's got two horses and a wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A wagon full of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notions. <laughs> and then I just had Mr. Pierce with his rock desk as medium coot vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He could just be, you know, eccentric rich guy. Although he's a terrible rich guy because John Wayne goes into what used to be his house and be like, you didn't change a thing. I feel like really you two, you couldn't put your own panache on this. Years? You had three years. You couldn't change a fucking thing in that house. Well, because he sunk all his money into the war wagon, which to me is another point towards cootdom. Like a True. coot would, that is like a coot solution. Because coots hate trains. Because he can't deal with trains. He's a shitty businessman. Is that a natural thing or is that connected to his cootness? I would say that's connected to his cootness. Yeah. Speaking of, of coots, um, I was thinking the other day, could there also be a, another side of the coin when it comes to coots and trains? It's like you either have to hate them or love them, I think. What, for a coot? For a coot. I think you, I think you can have in between Because there's sometimes you get like an ambient coot who's just like on the periphery. Like, but you, like I'm thinking like you either like, like hate trains or like you live in a boxcar. Oh. oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would also be I live in a boxcar, but the but why do you keep moving my house? I feel like. Well, he like he, they'd be irritated about yeah. moving around. No, I think I think a proper train coot would be like, "Hey, every day I don't know where I'm going to end up. It's great. I don't have to mow the front yard." Like I feel like maybe I don't know if we've seen a train conductor coot. I no. think we did briefly. I think there was one movie where we saw a train conductor coot. Like he was like we'll one, he was one with the railroad. I think it was one of our early movies. We had a had a conversation like this. Like he's one with the railroad car. Like yeah, that's I his gotta, only home. I got to get a transcript of our episodes. So I can search <laughs> these things. Yeah. Good luck. I know. Uh, I'll make a wiki of all of our stuff. We can look it up. Oh God. Um, not that it wasn't apparent throughout this entire movie. Uh, 
but how do we feel about this thing throughout this whole episode? Oh, I have, um, can I tell you Ben's review of it? Oh, please. Please tell me. Guest review by Ben. He, he was, when I tell you he was, he was so mad. <laughs> like, my dear sweet <laughs> husband was so mad. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. He's like, he was like, bad stage combat rampant racism and horrific sexism ben gives it three gold doubloons down a woman's blouse (laughs) he was so mad he was like i think he only watched it because he loves me that's how you know that's how you know like i mean he bought me at the wife store so well yeah yeah i mean that's where anyone gets a wife how much were you uh you know i was i think i was fifty dollars in a whore (laughs) I, I think, you know, I mean, I was in the bargain bin, but, like, yeah, more than yeah. $20 on a horse. And I like, know. Like, also, like, to go back to, like, like my our dad, Amy, like, saying, yeah. like, when he, was a, when he was a teenager, which would have been, like, a teenager wouldn't have, like, had the kind of things we have to say about it. He even back then was just like, yeah, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when this come out, 67, I think he was... 12. He was 12, so maybe 13. it was second run. Yeah, second run or something. Yeah. yeah. My God. Yeah. No. So but I it, mean, I can see how the name of the film and the marketing would probably appeal to a young man. Like, yeah. oh, hey, look at that thing. Hey, tits. <laughs> Even the song says, hey, look at that wagon. Look at it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I th- and I think that's what's, like, disappointing, you know, is there's, there's, like, like, there's so many things that could just like again be that big spaghetti energy that we love about like it can be ridiculous. Like this was the oh, same yeah. complaint we had about the giant spider in um Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. Like it makes no sense, but it could have been fucking cool if if it had been a better movie and yeah. like leaned into that and like this this like let it be a spaghetti let it be an like they're like it's a heist movie i'm like heist my ass like you know and you can even make that like you can have a heist with a spaghetti like with your colorful characters and have them do a bunch of ridiculous home alone type shit but you gotta lean into it hard like Like, speaking of like bizarre methods of like protecting something valuable the wooden tank from with like lee van cleef what was that was that that wasn't return of sabata was it bad man's river because thank you that was bad man's river yeah because that's then when they escape in the car and the woods (laughs) suddenly stops bullets so so fucking stupid but i loved it (laughs) yeah and i and i didn't care that it, they just covered yeah. a car with wood that clearly would not stop bullets. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, get, like Bad Man's River had all the colorful characters. It had a woman who was actually interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, who was a boobs McGee, but was like a great boobs McGee because yeah. those boobs she were working, like, you know. Agency. <laughs> she had things to do. Like, yeah. she affected the plot. She could, you know. Um, but, like, it, it was almost like... Like, if that had had that energy and that kind of fun, this I would have forgiven, well, I there I would not forgive the sexism and the racism of this. Like, let's put that aside. Yeah. But, like, I would have forgi- I would not be complaining about the war wagon being, like, something those horses couldn't pull. Because I'd be like, eh, who cares? It has yeah. a Gatling gun on it. Fine. Right. 
No, they just sunk it with so much other garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also wanted to bring up, I really liked how the last two guys in the war wagon, when they're like, shit's not going their way, that they oh, just want to jump out and leave, and then Mr. Pierce like just shoots them, yeah, <laughs> and the right. last guy shoots Mr. Pierce. And I was like, well, that wrapped itself up nicely. Right. Yeah, we don't even get like the satisfaction of Tall getting a uh, like a final shootout Showdown. with Pierce. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, the, they're all just dead now. <laughs> It was so dumb. Good grief. So yeah, I would probably, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. I probably will listen to that song a lot. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I would need to watch this all the way through ever again. Well, I probably, I will to edit this episode. So thanks everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> it's my turn to edit. So, uh, but yeah, I give it a zero. <laughs> well, one for the song. I, I will also give it a, a negative one. I will never watch this again. I, I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated this movie. I will give it one uh, locomotive colliding with the war wagon in spectacular fashion. And uh, one Kirk Douglas leather shirt <laughs> with Uncle- a leering grin. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. <laughs> so there you have it, everybody. Uh, that's the War Wagon from 1967. Uh, it's it's entertaining in that you just spend the entire movie like tearing your hair out at in incredulity, wondering how, how, why, how did we get here? Here's here's our review. Watch Stagecoach. Watch yeah, Stagecoach. Watch Stagecoach. If you do decide to watch this, get drunk first, probably. Yeah, I, you don't need to watch it. Like, no, yeah, on second thought, don't watch it, this. No. I mean, look, I ain't going to tell you what to do with your time, but I think you could spend it better than watching <laughs> War Wagon. Like, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. Let me rephrase that. Don't watch this movie. Mm. Uh, but uh, do listen to our podcast. Let me, actually, let me see, check the Pony Express here. Well, we got another message from... Oh, our pal Rosemary. Oh, yeah? Oh, we did? Yeah, talking about our uh, 310 to Yuma episode. So, from our good friend Rosemary, we have Hi, Cowpunchers. Awesome episode on the original 310 to Yuma. It's such a great film, and I agree with the comparison to High Noon. It's really about a man doing the right thing, no matter the consequences. Yes, I thought that was quite good. The newer version kind of saves the best parts of the original and expands on it with more action and story. Well, you'll see how we felt about that one. That, uh, that episode's out now. Yeah, right. <laughs> a Gatling gun mounted on a stagecoach. Count me in. So much uh, dude shooting. Well, uh, it's not always good, Rosemary. I, <laughs> sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. I will say, in terms uh, of Gatling guns mounted on stagecoaches, the one in, the, in 310 to Yuma was better. Right. Yes, way better. Also, those were the worst robbers ever, just throwing themselves at that wagon. Oh, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, Oh, she's put together a few fun facts that we could use uh, for the Russell Crowe version. Oop, we got that a little late. That's okay, I'll read them now. (laughs) Bonus 310 to Yuma facts. So the actor that plays Dan's creditor, Glenn Hollander, is Lenny Lofton, who also played Foy in The Quick and the Dead. He's a good friend of Russell Crowe, and they've written and played music together over the years. Very cool. Hey. We've got the actor that plays Tucker, Hollander's Toady. It's Kevin Durant, who played the Mighty Tree in Mystery Alaska. Again, with uh, our good buddy, Kurt uh, Russell Crowe. Not Kurt Russell. Good God. <laughs> Those are two <laughs> different people, Amy. Two very different people. Uh, they also perform music together in Russell's band. 
the ordinary fear of God. I did not know that Russell Crowe had a band. I, I guess I should have known that. Hmm. Kevin is a fun rapper and always brings down the house. Nice. Ooh, spoiler alert. Tucker's name refers to the Aussie slang for food, which you'll notice in his mode of getting killed. Yeah, it's a fork. I got killed with a fork. Dad to death with a fork. Yes. That lives rent-free in my head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, ooh, and those squelching sounds. Ah. So, here we go. Uh, In case you're interested, here's a fun video with Russell singing with his Merry Men from Robin Hood. Uh, (laughs) So... I'll have to watch that later. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then back to 310 to Yuma. The sets for the town of Bisbee were built outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and due to bad weather, they weren't actually finished by the time the film started. You'll notice Wade and Dan are running through unfinished buildings as they dash for the train, but they thought it looked more realistic that way as Boomtowns went up fast in the Old West. I did read that, and I don't think I mentioned that in the episode, so thank you for bringing that up. I thought that was a choice. That's nice. Yeah. And then here's a good one. A fan theory says that Charlie Prince is gay and in love with Ben Wade. And I love the moment in the saloon when Wade is looking at Emma and Charlie says, Marshall's only half stupid. He's going to be back soon. They're going to, they're going across the border. I won't be far. I'll wait for you. He says that last bit with such longing and Wade dismisses him with, all right, Charlie. Mm. That would be, that would explain his like devotion. His like uber loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause it's hardcore. Oh, oh. And then I remember we were talking about the gun, how it had the crosses on Mm -hmm. it. And the Hand of God gun with the gold crucifix inlaid in the handle was designed by armorer Thel Reed, who worked on The Quick and the Dead with Russell as well, and taught him all of his fancy gun twirling tricks. Mm. Uh, You'll notice Russ kept up with the practice. Excellent. I was wondering, I didn't bring it up when we were talking about it, but I was wondering if that was like a reference to The Quick and the Dead, since in The Quick and the Dead, he's supposed to be a minister. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yes. I bet that could be. Um, and then it says, as I proved with pictures of the costume collectibles of the Quick and the Dead, Court's Priest outfit, and Ben Wade's gun belt, also made by Thel Reed, I asked Reed to make me a crucifix using the mold from the hand of God, and he did. And I've attached a pic of the necklaces my friend Deb made using the crucifixes. That is so cool! <laughs> okay. I'll email you back and see if we could put that on the Insta. Rose, yeah. Rosemary, cool. you are like the coolest person. Thank <laughs> you. I know. You are super cool. Um, so it's like, so yeah, uh, just had to send this before the episode. Can't wait to hear your opinion. So sorry we missed this for yeah. the actual episode. Yeah, I, we I also, completely forgot to check that mail last week. I was going to say, we also recorded uh, the 310 to Yuma, Russell Crowe. Pretty quick. We recorded that before. really early. That's, we did. Yeah, we did. They were yeah. like back to back. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so we probably would have missed it anyway. So well, yeah, no, because we recorded it before either of them came out. So we definitely uh, yeah. would have missed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. We were actually ahead of schedule. Look at us. Go. I know. <laughs> what a novelty. <laughs> I know. Sometimes we're ahead of the ahead of the game here. Um, so, yeah. So she has her own pics for her face. She liked, she says, oh, Russell, so pretty. Uh, loves all the dude shooting saloon. She's just, just the one, but it was pretty cool. She'd drink there. The coot, Peter Fonda. That's some Hollywood Western royalty cootage. Postcard, <laughs> the whole damn film. Costumes. Love Charlie Prince's jacket, fancy outlaw fashion, and guns, hand of God for the win. So thanks all. See you on the trail. Rosemary, your crazy California fan. Thank you, Rosemary. You have shared with us some awesome info. And uh, we love hearing about your cool collection of Western film memorabilia. Uh, Super jealous. So if any of you want to reach out to us, you can email us at cowpunchersshow at gmail.com. 
Uh, or we've got our Instagram. Cowpunchers Pod. Which is awesome. It's got cool pictures and fun stuff. So mm-hmm. interact with us. We're cool, fun people. And yeah. I'm sure you're cool, fun people, too. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on all the other things that Amy just mentioned. And I will say that I am, as always, the deputy Stu Kaufman. And I know how to properly pay a bartender, and it's not like that. I'm Amy McLeod. And let me just adjust my yellow string tie over here. My name is Melissa Huggins. Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Serious. Serious time. Okay. Welcome back to Cowpunch. <laughs>